welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a Crappy Christian. I am your host and resident crappy Christian, Blake, and every week I get to have the coolest conversations with incredible people about all the things most Christians are still not sure we're allowed to talk about. So if you've been looking for a place to land with all your crap and for someone to just be honest about what it looks like to walk through this Christian life, well, you've come to the right place. Pull up a seat, pop in your headphones and tune out your kids and come hang out with me and a guest for the authentic conversations that you have been looking for. Jennifer, hey, welcome to Confessions of a Crappy Christian. Hi, Blake. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. I'm so I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like I'm meant to be on this podcast just because of the name of the podcast. 100%. The crappy and I feel like we were meant to have this conversation <laughs> because of the title of your book. But at the time of recording, this is like a huge deal in my life. Like this is like yeah. huge deal that like God and I are working on and working through and just now kind of like sort of getting confident enough to talk about it online. So I'm so like literally so excited to talk about oh, this. So you're, so the title of your new book is Your Good Body. Just tell us a little bit about it and give us like the cliff note. Yeah, I kind of feel like honestly, when people ask me this, I have to do this like vulnerability vomit. Like <laughs> within the yeah, two, oh, two that's seconds. writing a book 101, 100%. <laughs> it's like, hi, I'm Jennifer and I used to weigh 336 pounds, but I lost all this weight. And then I realized that I missed this whole piece, which was like actually enjoying and loving my body. And so yeah. I had to unpack all of this huge amount of body image stuff because I realized along the journey, I mean, there's so much to unpack, but the gist of it is that, yeah, I have this massive weight loss journey, right? But in all of that and walking through all of the weight loss and all of the things that came with that massive journey, I had to get to this place where I realized, wow, I did the thing. I did mm -hmm. the thing that we want to do, right? We're like, oh, if I lose the weight, I'll be happy. I'll be okay. I'll be acceptable only to realize, nope, actually look how much much more critical I am of my body now than I even was before, which we never would have realized was an actual thing. That's where we go and we dive in and the book is is talking about that whole truth of, okay, well, when is it enough? Um, is it ever enough? Mm. Are we ever going to break free from this whole body angst and our minds and hearts being full of this inner self-critic that just is absolutely relentless so that we can get to this place where our whole day, our whole mind, our whole heart isn't consumed with loathing our our body exactly yeah. well and so i love like i want to make sure people know like this is not a weight loss book yes like that's very important like that's not that's not my jam that's not your jam <laughs> not at like, all like this this is not about that it's about you went from i think you said a 28 to a six yes right and all the sizes from six right. to and you would think okay you know when you are walking around as a size 28 you think in your mind okay i could just squeeze into a 22 i will be so happy and then you get to the 22 and you say, oh, this is this is not not it. So if I can just squeeze into an 18, I'll be happy. And mm -hmm. then you get down to the eight, you know, you know where I'm going with all this. And it doesn't yeah. matter. You can be a size six and be like, you know, maybe I just need to get a little bit further down to the size four or whatever yeah. it is. You know, which size is enough and who gets to determine which is the best size and which is the best size for you. And yeah, so this is definitely not, not, not anything. Like a lot of people hear my, you know, weight loss transformation and they think that's where I'm going. And the reason no. for that is because of the all of the messages, the resounding messages that we're always receiving.
receiving that tell us that we need to get smaller. We need to shrink our bodies. We need to lose the weight. We need to constantly be working on our bodies. And that's, mm -hmm. so that kind of programs us to think when I share that piece of my story, that that's where I'm going. Then right. I'm going to say, here's how you can do the same. And that's just not what I'm here to say. I'm not no. your girl for that. <laughs> no. Well, I want to go in on diet culture a little bit. 100%. Let's go. Can we go in on diet culture a little bit? Because I just, like I said, literally in the last couple of days started kind of talking about this publicly, like my experience with it and what that has resulted in. And it is widespread and has permeated every area of culture. 100%. Like Christian culture, church, Bible study, the world, marketing, like everything is permeated with diet culture. And I know that you know this, but I just learned, and I literally just said this to my friend that's like sitting across the room. I did not realize that like 1200 calories, that's the suggested caloric intake for a toddler. 100%. Yes. A toddler. Yeah. Yeah. And that's like, that, like grown women restricting ourselves. Yes. And, to that. and that, yeah, 100%. That's, that's exactly right. The whole diet culture thing I've been learning about that over the past couple of years. And it really is eye opening when you start to think about how much messaging we're receiving about that's tied into body culture. Because yes. even when you start talking about food that you love or any in any way, for some reason, then it links back to bodies mm -hmm. or anything that you see on, you know, on social media or just with anything like diet mm -hmm. culture is so big and so loud and comes at us in so many different directions that it's hard to even realize we're receiving these messages. So that yes. makes it kind of challenging for us to sort through the noise and cut back the noise because we don't even re we're so used to it's everywhere. It's everywhere when someone, you know, you're at dinner with someone and they order dessert and they and they go in on why they shouldn't really be eating this, you know, or something like that. It's just yeah. another message and they don't even mean to. They're not meaning to make us make anybody feel badly, but it's just that whole resounding noise. It's everywhere telling us that dieting is the next thing or whatever. But yeah, we can go in on diet culture. I'm Well, I think part of the problem, and again, this is all from experience. <laughs> this is not an outside looking in <laughs> like commentary. It's a cookie cutter. Mhm. Mm it's a cookie cutter that the same thing that works for you is going to work for me, which is like, if you really think about it, completely unbiblical. Oh yeah. It's totally. completely unbiblical. unbiblical. If we are all created differently and uniquely and knitted together in our mother's wombs, then like what works for you and what, what food your body needs is likely going to be completely different from mine. Yeah. It's not the same for all. It's not the same for everybody. There's not one right. cookie cutter answer for everybody. And that's why even in all my years before I figured out diet culture was not the answer, I, I was never, I'm like, we can't just walk around and all eat the same meal plan. <laughs> it's right. You know, work for all of us. But then again, that's where we have to sort through those rules and the restrictions that come with diet culture. And just to kind of clarify, dieting is is restricting for the sole intent of weight loss. Right. And so basically, when you're following like a diet, you are putting in rules and restrictions, putting those into place for the sole purpose of weight loss. So then when you're hungry, when your body physically tells you, I'm hungry, you walk into your kitchen and you don't think, what do I really want to 
eat right now? Mm -hmm. What is my body craving? What would be so satisfying right now? You don't think that you're following the rules. So you ignore your body's signals and instead you're thinking, will this fit my macros? Will this fit in my calories for today? Will this make the scale go down tomorrow? How much do I have to work out to, to work this off? Yes. And so then we that's where we're not really operating in true freedom in our wellness, in our life, in our bodies, because this life, we have bodies to to, to be in, to live mm -hmm. in, right? We live in these bodies and we're going to have to feed our bodies. We're going to have to do everything that we have to do to care for our bodies. So we're getting away from those rules of reducing everything down to a scientific equation for weight loss and instead enjoying all of the different food groups, nourishing our bodies with what our bodies actually want, finding satisfaction, listening to our body's cues in a way that's not reduced down to any type of rules. Well, you used the word freedom and that probably like made some people's brains rattle around in their head. Like the idea that we can experience freedom when it comes to food, working out our bodies, that it doesn't all have to be restricted and punishment and rules. Can you talk a little bit about having lived through both, how much like better or different, like having a freedom-based relationship with those things is? Yeah, for me, I really had to, I got to a place where I was like, I have to do whatever I have to do to, to get to that point of freedom in this area. Mm -hmm. So you have to understand. So I battled bullying about my weight ever since I was a little girl. Like my first memory of kindergarten was a little boy telling me that my cheeks were chubby like a chipmunk. And the mm. sweet boy, he didn't mean anything by it. Right. But to me, I assumed based on all of the messages around me that that was telling me, oh, okay, well, you've got a weight problem. And all through elementary, middle school, high school and even a little bit beyond that I was just constantly told you are taking up too much space in the room you're taking up too much physical space and so it was always this thought in my mind that everything about me was reduced to the fact that I just didn't fit the mold of the right size that I was supposed to be to take up physical space in the room and so by the time I started was making my way through adulthood and going on my health journey and all of these changes were happening I didn't just magically have a freedom you know, I didn't just magically, mm -hmm. you know, do all of these things, but I had to overwrite <laughs> and I'm still overwriting years later. It's like a trauma to endure so many years and to get, there was, I, I just had to. And so, yeah, the difference this came when I, I came to this cross point because I lost all these pounds, but I was still working to lose more. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can't even believe I'm, you know, I, I always can't even believe that's the truth, but it is. And so I was still working to lose more weight and my body was like girl no 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 no! i'm not losing one more pound i don't care if you fit the mold or not like we're not losing any more weight this is not happening you can try all you want like it's not happening you know i would go to the doctor and i'd be like tell me what's wrong with me take all the tests I i'm not losing that's how that's how sucked in i was to the belief that my body needed to be smaller yet yeah and then i was like well, what will ever be small enough so anyway i was at this i i was sort of at a cross crossroad journeying to free freedom was was met with a crossroad where I was like, okay, I have to choose whether if I stayed exactly the same size, weight, everything that I am today, but I'm living free in my mind and heart, will I choose that? Is that okay with me? Is that enough for me? Or would I rather stay in this hamster wheel of trying and trying and trying to work on my body and seeing my body as a project as something I need to fix and get better and get smaller and get more tone and be ready for beach season and, you know, which 
if I had to choose one, Jennifer, which one will you choose? Mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, I can't live the rest of my life trying to shrink my body or yeah. trying to follow the rules or trying to stay on the next <clears throat> diet. I can't live that way the rest of my life. And so then I started getting curious, what might it look like to be in more of a freedom mentality as opposed to this restrictive mentality? That's huge. I'm sure that a lot of people listening are like, oh, wow. Like, Because I think part of the yeah. problem is sometimes we don't realize that we're living in bondage, that we're believing lies, that we're treating our body like it's a project or something to shrink and how much of our self-worth and identity is tied back to that. And I'm 100%, 100% like speaking from experience of having two babies relatively close together and having a body that like is not, I'm never going to be size four. Right. It's just Same. not like I've got a butt. Yeah. I've got, I'm curvy. <laughs> like it's just not going to happen. And I just got off of an interview talking with somebody about the lack of nuance in life and culture, because I feel like that's such a part of the problem with everything, like from politics to body image is like, there's this middle ground where no, your body isn't a project. No, you don't need to punish yourself. No, you don't need to starve yourself. But it is something to store and to care for, because if your body falls apart, then what? Like, then how do you honor the kingdom? How Then how do you use your gifts? And so I know you talk about like these kind of guiding principles in your book for your journey and kind of finding freedom. Can you kind of break those down for us? Yeah. And really, it's all about not letting the out, our outward appearance and the surface level things of our just what our bodies look like lead the way. Yes. And so when I'm thinking, okay, I, I want us all to love our bodies. I want us to see our bodies as good. That does not mean that I am saying, okay, no more vegetables. You never need to eat a vegetable <laughs> again. Right. You don't need to drink water. Who cares about water? You know, it's nothing like that. And honestly, with all of the, the shifts and adjustments and changes that I've made in my own life, you know, I would say I, I live a generally healthy life. You know, I still right. care about health and fitness goals. And, you know, I like to, I love a good, strong, hard workout here and there, but I also just love going for a leisurely walk, you know? And so I think it really goes back to our mindset. It's more of a mindset shift than anything. Yes. And so if somebody's saying, okay, well, I, I understand all that, Jennifer, but I still really want to care for my body. What I, my perspective on caring for my body is how can I move, fuel, and love my body with the right motive, with the right mindset. So when we think about let's say exercise, we are so quick to either we don't want to do anything because we don't we don't love it. And yeah. we don't think we can run 10,000 miles in a day. So we're like, well, forget it. I don't want to do this. Yeah. We we're programmed to kind of think, okay, well, I've got to go do this rigid exercise routine, or I've got to punish myself for what I ate yesterday, or what I'm going to eat later, or and we tie all of that together. And I'm over here going, let's, let's untie all of that. Let's just let's just move our bodies in ways that we enjoy. And yeah. let's let's realize that it doesn't have to fit into any anyone's box. There are, there are no rules. There are no, you know, hard, fast things you have to follow there. You do not have to follow a workout plan. You don't have to do the same workout that I do. You don't even have to call it a workout. You can just go yeah. for a walk. Like what feels good in your body? What feels good for you today? Because that might look very different from what felt good yesterday, five years ago. Which is so important for women. Right. Right. Because our bodies need something different. And yes. pretty much every week of the month. One 
not, oh, that's totally, yes, for sure. And so then we get used to, again, listening to, okay, I really feel like my body needs some rest today. I yep. really need some sleep. I really need to just be still and not do anything. Or mm -hmm. you know what, today is one of those days, I'm gonna get outside, I am gonna crush this one. Yeah, you know? like, or like, <laughs> or I whatever. need to hit something. Or yes, yes. Like, I need to throw, throw some, some weights around. Yes, yeah. exactly. So there are those days. And so it's all about taking away that thought process of tying it to our food or our body image or like how our body is physically, I guess I should say, and, and really just approaching it as, okay, well, how can I move my body today? How can I move my body in a way that I enjoy? Because that that's kind of the kicker. If we're doing movement and exercise and workouts that we do not enjoy, that is not sustainable for us no, anyway. No, so no. let's And just, then you end up quitting. You end up quitting. That's exactly right. So why don't we just find the things that we actually enjoy, do what feel like we will literally feel the difference in our body when we just make this mindset shift and we approach things differently and we're not just, how many calories can I burn? How many calories can I burn? You know? Right. And it's just, there's a major difference. Typically at this time, I would insert an ad, but today I just want to talk about how much fun I had on my trip to Orlando recently with my friend Kylie. We got to meet up with the host of Young Married Christian, Debo, and his fiance Ashley for an amazing dinner at Disney Springs. We ate on a steamboat. I also got to have my first ever Dole Whip, which was incredible. And then the next day, we went to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. I'll summarize the day in two words, frozen butterbeer. On the last day, I got to be the special guest for episode seven of their podcast, Young Married Christian. So if you want to hear two and a half hours of me uninterrupted and also support a podcast with an amazing mission, I highly recommend you go check them out. Regardless of your age or your marital status, I think you will love the conversations on this show. You can find a bunch of my clips on their Instagram and YouTube pages by searching Young Married Christian. And you can also listen to the whole episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Okay, you guys know I'm always recommending books to you. It's kind of my job. And as much as I love sitting down and actually reading a book, that hardly ever happens. Instead, I listen to them on Audible when I'm in the car, when I'm doing dishes, sometimes even when I'm working out. Right now, I'm listening to A Mind of Your Own by Kelly Brogan. Definitely put that one on your list. But the way Audible works is you pay $15 a month, you get one credit that you can use on a book, and if you don't use that credit, it rolls over to the next month for up to a year. So since you're a listener of Confessions of a Crappy Christian, you can get a free 30-day trial of Audible. All you have to do is go to audibletrial.com slash crappychristian. You can pick your first audiobook for free today. And if you aren't sure what book to start with, I always suggest When to Walk Away by Gary Thomas. So just go to audibletrial.com slash crappychristian to start your free 30-day trial. Okay, let's get back to the show. What do you enjoy? I know it might, I don't know if it sounds weird or not. I don't know. I, I don't think it's weird, <laughs> but I love 
going for a walk. Like yeah. I, I love going for walks. Like that's kind of, I, I tell my husband, I'm like, wherever we live ever, because we've moved around a bunch. I'm like, as long as I have a place to go for walks. Yeah. Now, I also like some weight training here and there. And I also like, like my, one of my favorite things ever is like group fitness classes. I love oh. doing that. So I can really appreciate a very like intense go there. And it makes me like in those moments, it's again about feeling that difference because in those moments, I'm like reminding myself where I came from. I'm like, Jennifer, yes. I'm like cheering myself on. Look at yourself. Yes. Yeah. I'm like, look what you can do. Like there was a time you could have never done this. Like, you know, and so I'm cheering myself on and I'm feeling in my body, I'm rewriting so much from my past. Right. Yes. So I can really enjoy a good intense workout, but walking is my that. absolute favorite. Favorite. See, I love to lift. I love yeah. to lift, like love it. And I, I don't care like what. And then there's like three days out of the month where I don't do a single thing because I'm exhausted and my body hates you. But I can like, th- and that's like a whole different conversation, right? Talking about like cycle tracking and, oh, and yeah. figuring out what your body needs. But I can watch my weights do like go up. Like I can lift more, lift more, lift more. And then it goes down. Because yes. like our bodies are just, our bodies are not cookie cutters. Our bodies right. are not like meant to like copy and paste. So like, yes, I follow like a lifting, like, like program or whatever, but it's because I love it. Right. Like I don't do it to punish myself. Let me tell you what I hate group fitness classes. Oh yeah. <laughs> right. Like there are a few, like I used to go to one that was more like CrossFit-y, but like oh. a class where there's like somebody in front and I hate it, hate, hate it, it, hate it, hate it every hate second. It. So don't do group fitness classes. Exactly. You don't have to do group fitness classes. You know, exactly. I don't have to go to spin. I don't nope. have to get a Peloton. Like you figure <laughs> out what works for you and you do it That's and you right. give yourself a break on the days where you're body is like, wow, we're about to like do some major work. Like have yeah. a period is a lot of work. That's right. We need a break. That you know? is so true. And I would love, like, I just feel like we all need to talk about that more because it's yes. such a thing. Our bodies are very intelligent. I mean, they were created very intricately as we know, like, yeah, they're very intelligent and our bodies, they know what they need for the most yes. part. And so we we can we can really learn to to be very in tune with our bodies and what our bodies need over time and that in itself will change everything. And everything. that requires blocking out the diet culture, blocking yes. out the messages that tell you that if you do this, then this will happen and like <laughs> being alone with your thoughts for a minute, which I know is terrifying. Like <laughs> Have you seen yes. that? There was that meme that went around like right when the pandemic started that was like, I love that they told us we had to stay home and rather than be alone with our thoughts, we all learned how to make bread. Like, that's right. like, like I have not seen that one. That is hilarious. Like, but it's true. Like for me, yeah. like I, I read something the other day that I, I follow a lot of like you and, and people who are on the healthy, like I want to learn how to be healthy, not right. skinny, not right. smaller, yep. but healthy, especially like in the midst of this pandemic, like weight, like what you weigh has a huge impact on how this, you know, how COVID affects you and stuff like that. And so, um, you know, even down to like wanting chocolate when you're on your period, that's like biological. Oh yeah. yeah. Chocolate has magnesium in it and like releases things that your body needs. So like we keep like blocks of dark chocolate. I'm not a huge sweet person, like outside of those, like five days of my period. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. But like eat, eat the chocolate. Yeah. It really is. I mean, that's, that's part of what has brought me to such freedom is when I realized, okay, if I give myself permission to just eat, to eat what I want, because really there's a lot of studies that are sh- that are showing, especially in recent times, but even before, that w- the more we restrict ourselves and tell ourselves, don't do it, don't do it, 
don't do it. Should you really have that? Should, do you still, are you still hungry? Like putting all of those restrictions actually sabotages us because we can, we can hang on to that for a little while, but after a while we were like, huh, I just can't. And then we overcompensate. And what happens? We feel, yes, we bend and then we feel terrible. So then we go back to restricting, yeah. which sabotages us. And then we overdo it and then we feel terrible. And then we go back. So it's this, it's this cycle that we go on with dieting and all of that. And so it's really amazing when we get to that place where we take the rules away and we give ourselves permission to eat the foods we want to eat and permission to enjoy all of the food groups, all of the amazing things that are available to us to eat. And then when we do that, we're not, it's kind of like if you say, if you're going all day long and you're like, you're, you forgot, you went to work and you forgot to pack anything to eat and you, you didn't eat, you just got really busy. And then you finished up your day, came home and you were starving. So you open the pantry and there's a box of whatever, cheese crackers, cookies, whatever you, whatever you love, you pull it out. You are starving. Your body is like, are we stranded in a desert somewhere? Like mm-hmm. what is going on? And so you open up that box of whatever that yummy thing is and you start going to town because you're starving. That's a normal thing for us to do when we're starving. And so we, we do that. But what happens afterwards? We've over, we've overcompensated for all that restriction and whatever reason the restriction was there. And then we overdo it and we don't feel so great. Whereas if we had fueled our body throughout the day and given ourselves food because our bodies need food and they need it all day long. If we do, if we had done that and then we came home and we opened the pantry, oh, those cookies I love, grabbed a couple of the cookies we love while we're cooking dinner, ate a nourishing meal or whatever the meal is. It's a totally different story, but it's just giving ourselves permission to take the walls down, take the rules down and just eat. Yeah. So that's move your body and fuel your body. Tell me about love your body because that kind of (laughs) sounds like the hardest one maybe. I was just going to say that's kind of the (laughs) hardest thing. I actually am going to share this verse from Ephesians. It was on my heart this morning. And so because I I really think a lot about this. um, Number one, it's it requires effort on our part to get to this place where we see our body in a positive light. We have to Mm -hmm. first recognize, wow, there's a lot in my mind and heart that's very negative about my body. Just just recognizing that. But I, I started to think about, wow, what brought me to this place? How have I and I'm still working on it. I have bad body image days. I have days where I, I do I want to Google what's the best diet or whatever. I won't do that. But it, yep. I'm just saying I'm human. I, and I, I'm working too. we're working on this together. And so I, I love this verse in Ephesians, because it reminds me of how God has taken me through this transformation process and how it was a process and not just a quick fix. So we all know the verse Ephesians 320, where it's God can do anything, you know, far more than you could ever imagine or guess or request in your wildest dreams. So there we go. We That's how we can go ahead and start getting curious about, wow, what would life look like in my wildest dreams if I was free from this? Not if I was the skinniest version of myself, because yep. guess what? God doesn't care if you're the skinniest person that you can possibly be. He cares about the heart. Man looks at the outward appearance, but God looks at the heart. So getting curious, what would that look like in my life? And then we miss the next part. Oftentimes it says he does it not by pushing us around, but by working within us, his Mm. spirit deeply and gently within us. And so we can approach loving our bodies and actually all of these things with the gentleness, just as God approaches our journey and our transformation with gentleness. And he works deeply within us. Like years ago, I think like almost six years ago when I actually started writing the book, okay, I had a baby since then and all that. But you know, when I started this journey, I thought I was totally free. I Mm. thought I was totally like, oh my God, 
gosh, I, I love my body now. I don't, I, all these things don't bother me anymore. And I have looked back over the last few years and I'm like, wow, as I've made my way forward in these, the Lord has just gently within me through his spirit taken me along through this journey. And so I think that's that's a really big piece of learning mm -hmm. to love our bodies. But there are definitely practical things we can do. I'll just give you one because I know yeah. we're probably like running short on time. No, you're good. One of the biggest things I, I tell people to do when they want to work on loving their bodies more, it's a practical thing. And that is just grab a pen and paper and write down like five body body positive affirmations that you want to remember because we can't stop the negative thoughts about ourselves from popping into our minds but we can realize they're popping in there don't let them linger but catch it and swap it with a more positive one so you, you have that negative thought about your body you know what that is better than i do you realize it first and foremost you catch that thought real quick and swap it with one that's more positive so you might write down my body is good as is or my right now body is good or you might write down, my legs are strong and they carry me through every day. Or my body woke up this morning and I have breath in and out of my lungs or whatever. And so that'll just give you almost like a script to remember. I love so that. that. You can, yeah, you can rewrite that narrative that's that's replaying over and over again in your mind and heart. Well, and I think a lot of that, a lot of us need that, like, because it is that constant incoming. And I, like, I think a lot of the time we can feel like, like being somebody that's kind of in the trenches of God and I working on this it's like okay no that one that's not of god because i just had this conversation with someone the other day of like when you hear these like denigrated things denigrating things about yourself like god doesn't talk to you or about you that way so okay i've learned okay that's not god yeah. and part of the struggle has been just to be totally vulnerable is like okay no god doesn't talk to me that way but there there's an ounce of truth in like no i could use lose a few pounds like just health wise i could mm -hmm. how you know and then then it's balancing that with okay yeah maybe that's true but your body is good right now god right. it's not god can't not use you because you maybe could lose absolutely pounds, you know and so it is such a balance like because i feel like the other side of this conversation is people where you'll say like me health-wise i'm five two i could lose 15 pounds and they're like no and i'm like no but like i'm not being like oh i want to be a size two <laughs> i'm right. saying like <laughs> i've not made some great health decisions in the past and god's done a work in me to like bring me to a healthier place and like now hopefully I don't want to be thinner because I want to be thinner I want to be thinner because I want to be around for a really long time and right. want my heart to work the way that it should and so right. I love the idea of having something when that thought comes in where you can be like okay God doesn't talk to me like that like right. th what is that there's that saying of like nobody you would never talk to anybody else the way you talk to yourself oh yeah totally you know, I would totally. never yeah. say the things that I say to myself to somebody <laughs> right. else because I would never think them about right. 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 I love the idea of having a script to like replace things with. I think that's really wise. Yeah. 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 I love that. Um, okay. Because we are running out of time, although I, we could obviously just talk forever and ever. <laughs> we could. Your book comes out January of 22, which Correct. is very sad. I wish that it was out now. Um, <laughs> we're, we're very ready for this book. Tell people where they can find you online and keep up with you on social. On social, I'm at Jennifer Taylor Wagner. I'm mostly on the gram. So come mm -hmm. Find me on the gram. You can introduce yourself even in my DMs. I hang out there. You can go to my blog, my site, jennifertaylorwagner.com. And really anything you need is on in one of those two places. Perfect. Jennifer, thank you so much. This was such a great conversation. Oh, you're so, thank you so much for having me. I've loved every second of it.
All right, that's it for this week. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Crappy Christian Podcast. And hey, by the way, if you super loved it, can you go leave a five-star review wherever you're listening? That'd be awesome. All right, see you next week.